Hello, listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Blake. Hello. Uh, so today, we are taking fringe uh, to a whole new level. Uh, we played um, a series of, uh, well, we didn't play all of them, but some number of uh, te- uh, text adventure games from uh, Slo- Czechoslovakia in the mid to late 80s, um, which the um, <laughs> the uh, Slovak Game Developers Association um, and with funding from the is like the Slovak Arts Council, I believe is what it's called, has mm-hmm. um, basically funded the uh, English translation and restoration of like some classic text adventure games made in Slovakia uh, in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll talk a little bit more, more about what that entails. But just before we jump into it, let me just go ahead and credit the people involved in the project, which are Stanislav Herda, Slavomir Lobsky, Marian Kabat, Darren Chasny, and Maros Bro- uh, Brojo. Um, apologies if I mispronounced any of those. I'm sure I did. Uh, but yeah, so basically this is, um, 10, I think 10, right? Um, yeah, 10, 10 text adventure games, um, that were, uh, designed, um, by basically hobbyists. So there was kind of an, uh, an underground, um, you know, black market for home computers in, uh, Czechoslovakia and this is like basically the late communist era just before the uh, uh, breakup of the Soviet bloc and mm-hmm. um, you know so there was not a very robust home computing industry in Czechoslovakia apparently there were some but mostly it was um, either legally or most more often illegally um, imported from the west and then just sold on the black market and then computer hobbyists would design these uh um games the ones we played are uh they're not all text adventure games in the sense of like you move north this is what you see but they are all um like technologically built around (laughs) basically text as your uh primary interface with the game um and um they're created yeah it's a it's not totally clear um the size of the teams that made these games um some of them i get the impression that it was just like one person who had um, right uh, i mean they all had a quote-unquote studio name but it was not always clear uh it was just what you called yourself you know like exactly and i I gotta (laughs) some of them are hilarious uh so there's like they're all something soft. So Camasoft, Sibylasoft, this one, Alcohol Soft. I have to believe that it's spelled A-L-K-O-H-O-L. I have to believe that that's has the same meaning. Yeah, and is, I assume. I, I, assume hope, I dearly does. hope so. That's hilarious. Then I like, Ultrasoft. I like Miami Soft. Miami Soft. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it should be noted. So there's um, this this. Uh, project is, is like an academic pursuit. Basically, it's an effort to preserve the history of the mm-hmm. the game development scene 
which could not exist commercially due to the the communist government not allowing them you know not allowing a lot of room for a a personal computing and you know therefore a gaming market for personal computing and so a lot of these games were made by teenagers because they're only people with enough time to spend on making games without there being mm-hmm. any monetary reward so uh, a lot of these games were just made for teens to share with their friends yep, and you totally. know have silly jokes and yes. they have a surprising amount of references to like western media uh you know like Rambo. whatever <laughs> yeah yeah whatever like western media would slip through there's there's one where uh people are watching um like i, I think it was predator oh no commando like you're in an apartment <laughs> building and you like go into someone's room and it's like they're just hanging out and they're watching commando i'm like oh, okay um one of them is just about pepsi so that's stealing yeah, yeah. the, the yeah I, I feel pepsi. like yeah and I, in reading the um there are a few different little bits of text i'm not sure exactly what you would call them written by different people that worked on the project kind of like talking about why they wanted to do this and uh, a big part of it was that uh, you know, action type games that were made in this era, in this area, you know, they're a little bit easier for someone who doesn't speak the language, uh, like an academic, for example, who's trying to study the area to uh, an, ac- an academic who, for example, speaks English or can read English, uh, could still probably fudge their way through an action game, you know, getting through the menu in a different language. But being that these games are all about reading and understanding text to play them uh it was this effort was kind of started and this is this is only the first wave of the project there's there's plans to to increase the scope um in the coming months and i think even years i think i think it's a a multi-year project or it's intended to be um but yeah the idea is that like hey these games that were actually even though they were like basically distributed by like friends and uh you know sharing them with each other they're still influential in that you know they were part of this scene Mm -hmm. of kind of like underground uh hobbyist developers yeah and they even mentioned um, many of the uh people who um it seems like if I was reading it right, there's people who like went on to be, you know, involved in actual software companies founded in uh, Slovakia after sure the, the fall of the yeah. Iron I mean, so it is kind of like like uh, you know influential underground hacker community that later supplies the employees of regular software companies. Yeah, I mean, some of the people uh, that made these games were involved in this project. I think specifically, yeah, uh, Stanislav Herda, who's um, credited as documentation, is Sibilasoft, or is one of the members of Sibilasoft. Maybe the only I don't actually know who's the maker of two or three games on this list. Three games on this list, by the looks of it, which yeah. I thought is pretty cool. You know that it's like, yeah, it's sweet. You know that it's, yeah he it's must just, i mean he probably uh, would have been like you know if he was a teenager then he's now you know in his 40s or even 50s so that's yeah, cool I mean, probably, that, <laughs> probably 50s at this point maybe yeah. i don't know hey who knows i don't know how i don't know what it was like to be a kid in uh communist czechoslovakia maybe you were uh hacking away at age five 
Yeah, I mean, who, who can say, really? <laughs> um, if if a five-year-old made these games, I'd be extremely impressed. Well, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess I don't actually think that's the case. but <laughs> Yeah, um, but anyway, I, we didn't end up playing all these games, so I guess what, what games did you play of the list? I know we have a little bit of overlap. Uh, yeah, so I played um, Agent 99 and uh, Perfect Murder, also translated Perfect Killer, to the end. And um, I played a few others a little bit. Um, So I played Satochin, um, Pepsi Cola, and the Stig uh, a little bit. The Stig Um, 4. Yes, the Stig 4. And uh, actually, the Stig was the one you were playing, right? Yeah, the Stig 4. Yeah, I I mostly, I mean, I played that one a little bit, but I mostly watched you play it. Um, Right, right. But okay. yeah, I finished so, uh, Perfect Murder, which was, I mean, that game had me laughing out loud. I'm not sure how funny it was supposed to be, but it was really funny. Oh, I, if it's anything like the ones I played, I think a lot of these were, I was surprised that the humor of them translated to an adult, you know, like. like yeah, totally. Well, actually, that is, maybe later, that's, that is one sort of general thing I wanted to start with is uh-huh. there's something that really stuck out to me about this is the. Um, you know, kind of reflecting the almost like, like punk scene that they are coming from is these all have a really subversive sense of humor. And, um, I found that really charming. Like, I think it really was, uh, I don't know. It was just really, they have a charisma to them. There's a, there's a, there's a dry, like sort of style of humor. That's very, it's like, it's it, it's like turning your nose to something or just it's like it's like flipping off an uh an adult you know or something you know what i mean like it's it, it yeah. just got that kind of vibe of being yeah, like totally. uh just kind of like deadpan delivering a joke and like sticking <laughs> out your middle finger and the person who you're flipping off is just kind of like all right that's kind of an extreme reaction but okay <laughs> but yeah it's it's it, i was surprised that it's you know like uh it uh, some of the humor is like a little bit like sophomoric but i mean some of it is actually i i thought was like pretty smart and uh uh at the very least like you know uh really funny like i already said it's like i'm not from this country so i don't really have like the cultural touchstones and it's many years later and i'm also not a teenager and i still (laughs) found a lot of this stuff funny like uh funnier than some a lot of movies that came out at this time you know what i mean that haven't you know american movies that haven't aged nearly as well so um you know it's 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 kind of amazing that 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 can be true yeah Um, but i guess that's probably part of why these games were selected i'm sure there are there are a lot more games of this type out there um and so partially i wonder if they were selected for this project as kind of being like the the cream of the crop you know what i mean um yeah i i i wonder that as well certainly um they they feel like they you know if there's so there were some nice um like accompanying essays by some of the people involved in the restoration project uh and um based on sort of what they were hoping to kind of preserve um based on those essays these ones definitely feel like uh you know whether or not they're the best games is a different question but they definitely feel like they capture the vibe um, right that the uh preservers are going for you know the the jokey subversive uh game made by some dude 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of a what what game we should start with. So I, I guess I never went through and, and mentioned what games I played. So I played a little bit of I didn't finish any of the games I played, mostly because a lot of these games are like pretty hard or, yes. you know, they're they're, well, they're like yeah, yeah. And actually, adventures. now that I think about it, I uh, Agent 99, I did not win it. I just got to uh-huh. an end. Um, oh, OK. But Does that mean you died or I is, died is multiple it? times? Um, okay, I was gonna say I died many times in the ones I played, but I played yes. uh, the Stig Four the most, and then Pepsi Cola I played a good amount, and I could not figure out how to advance despite the fact that I really I really liked the, the what I did see of that game. Um, yeah, Super Discus, which I, oh, I also played a good amount. That one is uh, that one. There's a lot of different places you can go. I. Uh, I mean, we can talk about it at some point. I I, I tased uh, an old man who was hanging out in underground and was like, looked like he was going to kill me. And I had picked up a taser or something. So I tased him and he became paralyzed. And then I was just carrying him around trying to see if I could interact with anything because he was like in my inventory, like paralyzed old man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so it's like hit use. And then it's like used paralyzed old man. It didn't do anything. I'm like, shit. Uh, and then I played a little bit of uh, uh, Sato Chin. Satochin, I don't know how you would say that. Uh, and then uh, f- fuck, fucks off, <laughs> fucks off, which <laughs> takes place in the same world as the Stig Four. Which I'm oh. not sure exactly. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but the impression I got is that that's uh, by two different creators. Yeah the the impression I got is that uh, the Stig th- like the Stig was a series of games that somebody was making and a lot of people played. And then these kids were just like, I played the Stig 3 and really liked it. So I made my own sequel because I believe in the Stig 4. It specifically says, like, I didn't make the Stig 3, but you need information from yeah. that to play this game. It's my sequel that I made. And oh, I, maybe that's, what I, that's how you get the password you got stuck at. Oh, maybe. Maybe it's from the previous game. God, that'd be hard. That'd that be would brutal. be extremely hard. Yeah, but... um. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, those those were the games I played. And I mean, I don't know. It's kind of cool to be like, yeah, two different people made a sequel to a game that neither of them made or maybe one of them did make the original. I don't know, man. But uh, either way, it's neato if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and they both play yeah. pretty, pretty differently. Uh, I would say uh, I'm just going to call it fuck soft because it's funny uh, is, you know, a pretty straight or uh, a pretty standard like um, text adventure type thing. Although it does have a real time element, which is that you have 60 minutes to figure out how to defuse a pipe bomb in an apartment building. And it it is actually counting down minutes as you play. Yeah, that's clever. Yeah, I didn't. I I obviously didn't like get far enough to actually see that pan out. but I did think that was pretty neat and seems pretty ambitious for the time, especially considering how limited a lot of these games are. Um, I just lost my train of thought. So I don't know. You, um, you say something, Jordan. I don't know where you're going. Okay. Okay. Here, so here's kind of, I was trying to think of a way to turn this into a sort of general thought about the games I played, but um, gotcha. as is, you know, to, to sort of be expected for the, for the era, I feel like a lot of these games, they the appeal it, it's almost like they're designed around the novelty of like 
interacting with a computer at all. Like the fun is just the fact that it is interactive. So the game I'm thinking about for this is perfect kill, which is literally just framed as uh, you get to live out the fantasy of murdering someone. Um, (laughs) And it, it even says at the beginning, something to the effect of, I didn't take a picture of it, but it's like, uh, we've all thought about it. You, we've all Killing thought about somebody. murdering someone, but then we usually don't because of shame or the law. And it's like in this game, you can live it out. And so the first screen, it says, who do you want to kill? And it's like, uh, an enemy, a former lover, a politician or other. <laughs> and then I was, so I picked politician and then you type in their name and then the entire game is just inter- interacting with these menus that are like for uh, preparing for the murder. So you can buy a weapon and you have a set of money, like a, a set amount of money, but it's okay. a large enough sum that you can buy everything for sale. So I didn't really quite get what the uh, point of that was, but it's like <laughs> buy weapons and the weapon here. I think I took a picture of the weapons. Oh my um, God. Okay, wire rope, knife, axe, VX. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Uh, no, gun either. with silencer, sniper rifle. Wow. <laughs> so you gun buy one of these weapons, silencer. and then you can uh, you can you have to get an alibi, and your options are paying off some random person from the underworld, paying off a girl at the cafe, or your spouse, <laughs> which is free. <laughs> and then you go kill them and then some dude starts blackmailing you um and saying if you don't pay him money he will turn you in so then i killed him too and then (laughs) i don't really understand what the simulation underneath was but it was like the siren goes off and then it you know as in many of these games the loading screen's way too long but it, <laughs> but it just loads for a minute and then it's like the police lost your trail and I'm like right cool I guess I win now <laughs> it's like well it's it's <laughs> worth mentioning the loading screen is really long and uh, this is covered in one of those essays that you talked about yeah but that's yeah. because a lot of these games were loading off of tapes uh, you know this is like pre floppy disk um, or any sort of like faster like flash type storage or even like a hard disk you know it's just like reading off of a tape uh and actually a significant i thought that that piece was really interesting the kind of lead programmer on the project was talking about uh basically having to write uh custom loaders for all of these games to make it so that they weren't like painfully slow uh of like loading the way that a tape would load i which but i i thought it was in, it was really interesting so yeah you should I, if you play any of these games you should definitely read the essays as well but um yes i yeah, i'll have more to say about the, those essays they were super interesting yeah. um and these, then i, I just want to read the final um text okay. from oh you also had to punch your name in uh so it right says congratulations on the successful double kill you would make a great professional killer let's hope you don't get too carried away and emigrate to join the mafia such as cosa nostra you also have enough opportunities (laughs) for splendid killings here in czechoslovakia if nothing else you can at least kill some time on your computer playing similar nonsense as this game instead of using it for working with system software (laughs) wow (laughs) 
incredible. I, I love that. See, that, that's that that's that 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 wonderful spirit that these. Yeah, games it totally. It just captures the vibe of like someone who has access to a computer through work or because they like got on the black market and they're just killing time. You know, it's just like right the creativity of boredom. Right, and uh, that's some great so creativity. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I did kind of want to talk about uh, another game that has a, a similar like that it's about the sort of like humorous vibes, which is Pepsi Cola. Which, for the life of me, I could not figure out how to get past like the the intro, the the um, the like first scenario of this game. But the the premise is that you have come to the house of Alfred Pepsi, uh, who has <laughs> one half of the formula for how to make Pepsi. Uh, and so you must sneak into his house and steal half of the formula for Pepsi. Uh, the things I really liked about this game were, first of all, the humor I thought was really funny. I, I was, I was kind of like the fact that it takes place in America and it has like, it has all these weird references to like American cultural things uh, like Pepsi, I mean, I guess I'm sure they they sell Pepsi in uh, Czechoslovakia. I mean, probably, they might not have not. in the 80s. Yeah, they might not have. I guess that's a good point. Um, Although I don't know, in the, the 80s was kind of in a lot of Iron Curtain countries, like when they first started allow, like famously, the first McDonald's was allowed in uh, in the Soviet Union in like the late 80s or something. So, ah. Uh. So maybe they were starting to get the maybe Pepsi it was like in. The Pepsi was, you know, new on the scene or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But but it, it's pretty funny. And like the first thing you can do, you like look at the doorbell and um, it's like the, the, the first two things it says you can do. It's like you can go to the right or you can look at the doorbell or you can look at this turd. <laughs> you go look at the turd. You can pick up the turd. You have the turd in your inventory. I couldn't find any use for the turd. And then if you go to the doorbell, you can try and take the doorbell and it says something like <laughs> it's like um you can't take the doorbell it's connected to the door why don't you go home and eat burgers or or something like that <laughs> like i think i think it's kind of meant to be like a, a parody of like uh being american or or something i don't know there was one of those essays uh mentioned <laughs> that a lot of these games like you know, a lot of teenagers who were uh, stuck in the in the, you know, behind the iron cur- curtain, uh, you know, they had desires of, you know, making enough money to, uh, you know, emigrate to the United States. That was like the the, the glory land where all the cool movies come from yeah, or, yeah. or something uh, where I so can go I, I, play on my computer all the time. I can play on my computer. I can make money making computer games. I can eat <laughs> hamburgers and drink Pepsi. Um, yeah. So I, I thought that one was funny. And the song it's got, it's the, the soundtrack fucking whips. I really, I really like. I think uh, a lot of these games, we haven't talked at all about like interfacing with these games. I think it's pretty janky and it can be uh, uh, frustrating because they're like the interface is like really sluggish, especially considering you like typing stuff in. But you can't just like type out words. You kind of have to punch it in slowly because if you type fast, it just can't keep up. Yep. yep. Um, but uh, uh, and a lot of them have like kind of harsh grading sound. But that that soundtrack, that soundtrack really really uh was was something else i enjoyed it a lot i had that song stuck in my head uh so shouts out to pepsi cola even though i i couldn't i couldn't figure <laughs> out because if uh the only way you can go is right and if you try and go right around the house the neighbors see you and you know i tried 
you know, picking up the turd. I tried leaving the turd. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Um, I also love Incredible. how in multiple of these games, if you, if there's nothing to do, it'll say, you know, just says bubkiss, which, you know, I mean, obviously that's like a, a perfectly normal thing, but I just love. Bubkiss. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also wonder like, what's the translation decision there? <laughs> because exactly right like that's the thing it's not yeah. like they translated it to like nothing like they left it bupkis you know what yeah, i mean exactly um so um, yeah i thought that so was really something funny. i remembered i wanted to mention that was just reminded of when you were talking about the essays one of the things in the essays when they were talking about the sort of like dream of emigrating to the west they said in right. one of the games i don't think i'm not sure if it's one of the games here or if it's just one they mentioned but someone it involves blowing up a statue of lenin and then you find a gold bar underneath which allows uh-huh. you to have enough money to start sure. a life in the west why there's right. a gold bar under lenin's statue unclear but um the, in agent 99 there was a gold bar that you can just pick up and find and i uh-huh. was like what is the point of this so I was uh-huh. beginning to wonder, is that like a, a trope or something like finding a gold bar? I mean, I guess it's like a bunch of money, but it yeah. just it felt weirdly specific. Um, it could be a trope or even a reference. I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I was beginning to wonder if it's like, was it like an inside joke that like all of the, you know, all these developers wanted to move to the West. So is it an inside joke that they just stuck a gold bar in all their games or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who can say? Who can Who say? Can, how how can we how can we reach into the minds of some 1980s? We can uh, wait Slovak for teenagers? the guides that are coming soon. <laughs> yeah, those I'm I'm looking forward to those guides because Seriously. I feel like it's going to be because it is easy to, to get tr- stuck on these games. Yeah, it's very easy. I guess should I should should I talk about the Stig Four? Is it time, Jordan? I think it is. I think it's time. Okay. So, so the Stig 4, I will say, is probably my favorite game just because I played it the most, just because I think it's a cool concept. So so the the start of the Stig 4 is like, this is the sequel to the Stig 3, which I definitely didn't make, but uh, American uh, criminal Jack Ragger is back, and he's got a new scam set up where he's... Um, uh, he's having his... Some Boston post office... Uh, send money to his account. Uh, he's got a wire transfer set up, and and we want to rip him off because he ripped us off in the last game. So so what we're gonna do is we're going to uh, find out where like what address how he's routing these the money uh, from one place to the other, and we're gonna swap where it's getting routed to to us, uh, which is kind of a funny setup. But but basically. Uh, what you end up doing is like you have a directory of phone numbers of like your hacker friends and you call them up on the phone by like dialing in their phone number. You have to go look at the directory, take down their phone number and the password because they're they're private numbers that are have a password over them, which I don't know if that's a real thing. But then you, <laughs> you call up your friends and they're like they'll give you information and they'll say, oh, here's here's the passcode or here's the number to call like the new the New York a phone number database. So you call into this phone number database and you have to like search. It'll ask you to type in the name of a person and you like 
type in the name and then some of them are password protected and some of them aren't. So anyway, in this way, you kind of are like bouncing around between these different databases all by like phoning in and the interface is really slow because uh, you like you have to get back to the main menu. You hit T to start dialing and then each number you punch in, it makes like a little it has to like. I think it's supposed to be simulating you like spinning the wheel on like an old phone uh, or something because it makes like these little ticks and it like counts up and you know, it's like (laughs) if you do a one, it's just one tick. If you do a zero, it's like, you know, nine ticks or whatever, like tick, 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 tick. And you have to let the the last one uh, make all the ticks before it'll let you input another number. So it's really sluggish and it's kind of frustrating, but I was really wanting to figure it out because it was, it was kind of cool. You're like, you're like, oh, uh, oh, my friend just called me and gave me the password to this database. So I need to find the phone number for that um, database by getting into another database and searching the right uh, piece of information to say, oh, what's the what's the entry for this business in this city or this, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so it, it felt kind of cool. It felt like a little bit like hacking. You know, you're just kind of like digging around trying to find the right information to connect to the information you have to like uh, dig deeper. Um, yeah, but I mean, honestly, it, it has almost like a an early like her story vibe or like one of those games mm. um, or maybe like uh, Event Zero, you know, one of those games sure. that's about like f- sort of free free form interaction with the interface. Right, uh, right, right. I think. And honestly, you know, um, I'm sure this game was facing some serious hardware limitations, but like watching <laughs> yeah. you play it like you could make. A really Dude. fun, elaborate Dude. narrative puzzle game with basically that mechanic, slightly yeah, less annoying interface, slight maybe slightly more complicated, but like yeah, I mean yeah, you're you're basically using like a command line interface and then yeah. reading emails, and I'm like honestly, if if the interface was not sluggish, if I could just type stuff in really quickly and it was easy to move like back and forth through stuff. Yeah, like I would have I would have kept playing. I would have kept trying to figure it out because it was cool. Like, yeah, totally. Uh, I you think know, it, it aged well, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm really bummed that I couldn't figure I was able to get to like I had the address of the bank account where he's sending the money to. I have the address that I want to reroute the money to uh and i have access to the uh the the banking system that i i basically am at the point where it's like do you want to change the address that it routes to and i say yes where do you want to route it from here and then there's a password and i don't (laughs) i don't know what the password is it's a seven character password and i looked through all the messages uh all the all the communiques that had gone back and forth and i couldn't figure out uh, what the password is. Uh, and I was, I was very sad, uh, because I really want, I want to figure, I want to get that money. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to show Jack Ragger who's boss. And also my theory is that Jack Ragger was the player character in the previous game and that you were like uh, ripping people off as part of the previous game. And then incredible. I don't know if that's true, but my theory is that cause Jack Ragger was mentioned in, uh, uh, fuck soft as well. Um, Dude, fuck soft. I just should be fuck soft or something, but it just looks that one maybe is not uh, the same as the English, but you never know. No, you never do. You never do know. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's the stig for if anyone else figures it out before they put out the guide, please, please tell me what the password is or how you figure out the password, because 
uh, I was I was having such a good time, and I was feeling I was feeling so proud of myself for like pushing through the the kind of finicky interface, but yeah, actually yeah. like figuring shit out. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah! And then I just kind of hit up against the wall, and I was like, no. Yeah, I mean, no. oh. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, in in so far as it's like a lot of the puzzle is like, you know, there's there's so little uh, kind of like railing for the player. Um, uh, you know, it's easy to just be like, what the fuck is next? <laughs> it, it almost right. is vaguely ARG like. And in fact, I oh. I was thinking it'd be fun to have like a forum where everyone is trying to play these games and figure them out together. Yeah, I mean, it might exist. I mean, so it there might. might be maybe a not in the States. community out there in Slovakia. Yeah, I mean, maybe, though. I don't know. I don't know. Who we knows? don't have a discord for the show. I mean, I guess we we literally we do but we don't have a i don't know seems like a lot of work to maintain um okay one one other thing i wanted to talk about uh i just thought okay. it was so funny this is mentioned by two of the diff uh the um the little essays by the people involved in the project mm-hmm. that when they were translating it um because the way the game works um the text-based games where you can input uh, north, south, east, and west. Um, oh, sure. There is a fixed fixed size in characters <laughs> of the um, of that information on the screen, and because the word for south in uh, Slovak is only three characters, whereas it's uh, five characters in English, they had to figure out some way to get around that memory limitation and apparently it just worked out because the words for east and west in slovak are um one or five characters each so they were able to save one character each on each of those words in order to get enough characters for south and i just found that entire the fact that two different developers were like yeah this was a really hard thing we had to figure out it was Mm -hmm. just so funny and charming that it's like (laughs) we had to figure out how to you know, there's a limited amount of space down to this, down to the character for, for right. this, uh, this part yeah, of the game. I mean, I mean, that's how, and it, I mean, it even, uh, there, there's probably, uh, a lot of it probably wasn't even that there wasn't enough space. It's just that in the memory where the game is stored, uh, you know, how strings were, were stored at the time was just, you say how long either, yeah, yeah. either you have a string with a terminating the, character yeah. at the end or, or at the beginning of the string, it says it has some bytes of information that say, this is a string. Here's exactly how long it is. Yep. And so yep. if something overflows, then you're right overwriting other data on the, on the disc. But yeah, that, that essay that was uh, written by the pro the main programmer for the project, I, I thought was great because I, I really liked the, the programmer like continually being like, uh, well, I could do this uh, a really long way, but I am lazy. So I tried yeah, to write something and, and he, to do it better. Com- and it ended up taking a really long time of being hard, but, it works complete with smiley cool. faces. He would be like, yeah, the I'm lazy so winky good. face. <laughs> yes. It, it's just incredible. You know, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great vibe, you know, posi vibes only, uh, <laughs> in the, in the Slovak, uh, games, oh. uh, translation project. Uh, so good. Did you have any other, any other comments, any other highlights from when you were playing? I'm looking back at my notes to see if there's um, anything else. I just that the, uh, Agent 99, you're trying to stop a, um, I, I forget 
exactly what it is. You're it's in the future and <laughs> there's some attack that's going to happen through a computer. So you have to go blow up a computer and okay. There's a, there's a lot of like spy stuff in these yeah, games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's all very clandestine. So sure. Um, um, but the, the, um, here, I'll just read it. But you okay. basically die of nerve gas poisoning after a set number of. Um, oh, it looks like I didn't take a picture of the death screen. Oh, Sad. I died of nerve gas poisoning in a different game. Oh, my God. Seriously. Oh, here it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you didn't die only from radiation, but also from nerve gas paralysis. Well, whatever. You're dead anyways. <laughs> The, the, yeah, the way that uh, that's actually a, a common theme in multiple of the games I played because they're like uh, point and click adventure games where you just make the wrong term and you die. And the, the yeah, way yeah. these games treat your death is just so dry. They're just like, you fell in a pit. You are now dead. You should not have turned in this pit. I, why would you do something so dumb or something? Which <laughs> <laughs> like, I shouldn't be as funny as it is, but uh, I was definitely, I laughed out loud at multiple of these. Uh, yeah. These I mean, games, I think it's so. also, I mean, it's also just always fun. Old games, like things that um, old games often feel very harsh and unforgiving. And, right. and it's just like, you know, a lot of the, the sort of like norms of, of like what you come to expect as a player in terms of like warnings or information that the game will give you. Sure. Just, you uh-huh. know, those norms just didn't exist in the eighties. And so it's often just like, right. So cruelly hilarious when they're like, Oh, you die. Got to restart the game now. <laughs> yep. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to mention, you know, if you, if I, if myself as a teenager were making a game, I'd be like, making an elegant workaround for this seems like a lot of work. What if I just tell the player, fuck you, you died. <laughs> yes. That, <laughs> That'd be uh, a lot funnier. That would be a lot funnier. Um, well, if you don't have any other comments, I guess we can, uh, we can move on, but I, I do, I do want to say uh, these, these games are really cool. I, I want to go back and try more of them. I want to try, uh, that perfect murder one that you were talking about. Sounds like, yeah, it's funny. Uh, you should try other. I want to really see what funny. happens when you, uh, just can freeform put in the name of your target. So yeah, freeform just just go. Or I, just go I was nuts. actually like, it was funny. the The game is trying to be like in the opening screen when it's like we've you've all thought about it. Now we're gonna let you live out your 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 darkest fantasies. It was um I was a little bit like okay whatever, but then it was like you can put in. It was like your spouse as the person you kill. And I was like, Oh, oh God, damn. that's, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Even though. <laughs> yeah. So good job getting Incredible. me invested in the world game. There you go. Yeah. You know what? Narrative stakes. You don't have to have all these, all these frills. Bells you can have something yeah. real simple that just cuts right, right to the chase. <laughs> yeah. Here's what it says. Here are your options. Actually, I took a picture of it. Your partner, your relative, your love rival, your superior disliked politician other. I like your love rival. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is it, there's a love triangle that we can, yeah, I assume it's like, you know, the person who is dating the person you want to be dating or whatever. Damn. Damn. Get them out of the picture. Ah, that does sound fun, (laughs) man. These games, this is cool. What a cool project. Yeah, seriously. Um, I'm glad, um, that they they put in the work to you know 
preserve this stuff because it's such yeah, a and our a fun, continuing a fun to slice of put history. in the work it seems yeah yeah absolutely um well next week uh we are going to be playing uh, a game that is not a slice of history it's a slice of right now uh <laughs> it's called below the ocean uh it's a little puzzle game where you're like a an old timey diver uh where they had a like a i think that's what the the idea is that you have like a diving bell mm-hmm. uh where you know it's like they have little set things under the water that have air captured in them and you have to like tether yourself to them and solve little puzzles by um you know moving around while connected to these tethers and and figuring stuff out um I'm not ex- exactly sure how it works, but it looks neat. It's got a it's got a cute art style. It does look neat, and I've heard it's uh, it's really good. So um, I'm excited to give it a, sh- a shot. Um, if you want a link to both the 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 project of all the games we've been playing today, and also uh, below the ocean, you can uh, follow us on Twitter. Why don't you tell about people about Twitter? Uh, yeah, uh, so you can follow us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. Um, that's basically where we. Uh, put out all the updates for the podcast links to new episodes links to games we play a, con- a twitter handle of creators of those games if they have them so if you're interested in getting um regular updates of the podcast that's a great place to do it so go ahead and follow us there at edgeguard cast um also if you have ideas for games you'd like us to check out or feedback uh uh thoughts you had about um a game we played we'd also love to hear about um that there so Uh, Give us a follow. Um, We'll play Below the Ocean uh, next time, and we will talk to you then.